Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1990's King of New York, directed by Abel Ferreira and starring Christopher Walken, Larry Fishburne, and Victor Argo. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I saw The Passion of Joan of Arc. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. What I was struck most by was how unlike... Hollywood movies, foreign films were around that time. Mm -hmm. You know, like there was nothing Hollywood about what they were doing in Europe and Asia uh, in the earliest days of movies. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. They're just, it, it was so stripped down and so kind of like modern looking. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we talked about it on the M episode, but even on, in their silent movies, it was it was just so striking to see like people without grease paint on their face. Right, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, this movie... How old is it? Twenty eight. It was nineteen twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what country was it? France. I, I think it was. It was. It was a French production, but I think Dreyer might be Danish. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't remember exactly. Either way, this is this is a classic in performance. Yes. Uh, Falconetti has mm -hmm. been heralded as one of the best ever given in yeah. this movie. And she's so awesome. She's really good. I mean, I watched this a few years ago, and just thinking of the age of it kind of blows your mind right. like this was that old and this good and mm -hmm. people didn't act like this did they no like, <laughs> this was this was like like brando before he was even like yeah. thought of this is when he mm -hmm. was four years old and wasn't even acting yet yeah. i mean it, it's it's really kind of remarkable when you watch it and yeah renee falconetti is is just amazing and and the ending with the burning yeah that whole sequence is very powerful right very good right wow good job dave mm -hmm. nice <laughs> Um, I watched Mississippi Burning from yes. 1988. I'd nice. never seen it, and I was like, ooh, you know what? <laughs> I might check that out right now. Yeah. I, my Hulu free trial was ending. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I gotta watch something. So. <laughs> God damn, this movie is great. Yeah, that's a, that's a kick-ass flick. I don't know if it won Best Picture that year, but it was nominated. It was nominated, yes. And dude, Gene Hackman is awesome in this, <laughs> and Willem Dafoe is really good. Uh-huh. Everyone's really good in this movie. Uh, Michael Rooker is scary as a mother trucker. Oh man, man he's so he's such, he, he's so hateful and disgusting. Yes, yeah. and uh, Brad Dourif is some guy you want to kick his teeth in. This movie <laughs> it's about Southern racism in Mississippi in the '60s. Yeah, uh, after all the Civil Rights Acts were passed and everything, and man, there's a couple murders that happen, and they go and investigate. And this movie just has you gripped from the start, man. I know. Just everything about it is extremely well done. Right. This is an amazing movie. I think everyone should watch Mississippi Burning for sure. One of my one of my dad's favorite movie moments, it comes from Mississippi Burning, mm -hmm. is when Gene Hackman starts throwing Brad Dourif around that barbershop. Oh, that's good. You know, and mm -hmm. I, I remember him specifically telling me that like a couple visits ago. He was just like, did you ever see that movie where such? And I was like, yeah, I did see that, Dad. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Francis McDormand is in it also. That's right. Uh, That's right. But man, Gene, ha like, I just saw this. This might be one of my favorite Gene Hackman performances. This is so good. Man. I know. Don't you miss him? I miss that dude. You know, he was he was he was great. awesome. I know. And and he he in this movie he's acting differently than all his other performances. That's too. right. It's just wow, that guy's amazing. Yeah, he's cool. Uh, so yeah, Mississippi Burning. So let's talk about. 1990s King of New York, Dave. Mm -hmm. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? So uh, Frank White is released from prison after a long stretch. He is played by Christopher Walken. Mm -hmm. And um, he is, as we come to find out, a drug lord in pre-Giuliani New York. Yes. You know, that's an important <laughs> I know, distinction. I, know. <laughs> I kept thinking about that. Yes. That doesn't look like Times Square today. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, he has a gang. 
and they are uh, going to um, retake what's theirs. Uh-huh. Um, they're going to uh, take over the city, and they're going to do some good, according to Frank. And, yes. Uh, and, and within the good is there's a police force who are, you know, like going, who are doing everything they can to stop Frank mm-hmm. uh, for both right and wrong reasons, which we'll get into. Yeah. Uh, it sounds kind of typical, if you mm-hmm. ask me. Yeah. Uh, but there's some special stuff in here, I would say. Uh-huh. Uh, so Christopher Walken, I'm probably just going to call him Christopher Walken. That's because fine. that's Christopher Walken. Yeah. <laughs> Frank White gets out of jail, and he's he's getting his gang back together, and he's going to take over the city once again. Yeah. I guess because he was away, other people were taken over. Right. Uh, is that how it works? I think he'd still have pretty <laughs> his power in the jail. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I mean, not. It, it's it's not quite like Santana, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he is still kind of running things from behind bars. But mm-hmm. it, it, I guess he had lost some of his territory, probably. Yeah. And uh, we get introduced to Lawrence Fishburne, Larry Fishburne, at this time. He was still Larry. Yeah. That, that's so weird. Is that, <laughs> did he? Why did he change his name? Why did I don't. He, do I know? don't know why that happened. Um, because was there a guild like? conflict or something i i I don't remember any other i mean i I don't have the records in front of me but there couldn't have been another larry fish let's pull him up yeah (laughs) i'm sure you can find it yeah i'm sure it's around Uh, (laughs) maybe he just wanted he was like turning 30 and it's like i need to be taken seriously you know yeah i'm no longer larry right right uh so yeah it's not (laughs) lawrence moe and curly it's larry (laughs) moe and curly you know yes that's right (laughs) but uh anyway lawrence fishburne and steve buscemi are at some hotel making a drug deal (laughs) And uh, Lawrence Fishburne is really good in this movie. I he know. is over the top yep. and just like running his mouth. <laughs> but he's a he's a dangerous, scary dude. Yep. Uh, and you think he's kind of like a clown almost the way he behaves. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he has no problem killing you at the drop of a hat. Yeah, like you said, he he has no problem being a clown until he gets out his Uzi and just starts you know uh-huh. like, like like taking out a whole room. Yep. And that's what happens here. You think he's making a, a drug deal. Uh, but it's just like a front, you know, he's, uh, making a deal with this, I think it's Tito. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gives him the suitcase of money and it's full of tampons and he's like, what's this? And he, and he says something smarmy and pulls out his Uzi and kills everyone. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. <laughs> and the blood is just flying. Oh yeah. This is a bloody movie. I mean, like, like, like it's and this is in the first five minutes and we actually just saw even before this scene. Outside, another another guy, another like Latin gang uh, leader. I think this. I can't remember who this dude was, but he mm-hmm. was in the guy in the brothel. Uh-huh. And he comes outside, goes to the phone booth. Oh yeah. And like Giancarlo Esposito and the mm-hmm. other dudes come up and they just gun him down and they put the newspaper, like the Times article, showing that Frank is out of jail. It's a really good. It's it's well done. Yes. Because it tells you all kinds of information you need to know. Yep. All right, this guy's dead because. <laughs> Frank's out of jail, uh-huh. and now you're gone. That's right. And uh, things are changing. Uh-huh. It's all done without any words at all yeah. in this scene. He comes out of his brothel. <laughs> he <laughs> goes to the phone booth. Why is he using that phone? I guess because it's untraceable or something. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, he's doing like a, a, a polycicero. And then you see the, the screwdriver go into the door to, to jam it. Yep. And you're like, uh-oh. Uh-huh. So, and then uh, whoever puts the newspaper up, and they just surround this phone booth and just shotgun and machine gun it. <laughs> It, like on a public street. Oh yeah, these you guys know, don't care. No, I mean, it's, it's it's Giuliani's not around. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's fine. You can still do this shit. You know, this was still legal at the time <laughs> before they passed those laws. Yes. Um. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's an awesome scene. I'm glad you you brought that up. Uh-huh. I didn't want to skip that. Right. Yeah. Um. And and after uh Larry Fishburne and Steve Buscemi um like clean out this room. Yeah. We um, still don't know they're with. Frank, yeah, that's though. true. Exactly. Yeah. We, they, they, these could be rival. These are two gangs. separate events. Yes. Yeah. Um. We we then like cut to uh Christopher Walken in a limousine being driven into the city, uh from prison. Mm-hmm. And he's got two women with him, played by Teresa Randall and Carrie Nigren, mm-hmm. who I'd like to talk about just for a minute, just because it's it's this is the second time I've seen this movie. Okay, and this was the first time it occurred to me: Are they his bodyguards? I have no idea. Okay, they could be. They're I, always with him. Yes, I thought maybe they're just his bitches, quote unquote. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There for sex and stuff. Right. But uh, they're they're packing heat. They they do whatever he says to do. Right. They're like uh, I I don't know which one's which, but well, one Teresa of them takes Randall, bullets like like she's jumping in front of Reagan or something. Exactly. Then that, that's Teresa Randall. Yeah. Um. She 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 like yeah just just thinks nothing of of like getting uh-huh. right in for like she's Secret Service. Yeah. And and at one point like in one of the other shootouts when without they go a to shirt Chinatown, on by the way <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah she's nude for most of it but uh, but it, when they, when they go to Chinatown and shoot up that other place I mean she's the first one out of the limo she comes out. Of the she's skylight, got an Uzi you know, with an extended clip. I mean, like, she's she, she just like you know, yeah, yeah. She's ready to kill you, right? Right. It, it's it's a really kind of uh, strange role that is mm-hmm. almost. Um, I I don't know. It, it's it's a it's a very weird thing to put in the movie, but I'm glad it's there because it's like you don't really know. And they didn't touch on it either, but it could also be like this is a male dominated film. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about men. Yes, and so like in it in the gang life, you know, the men are in charge and all this and. These women can use their seductive powers sure. to, to foil the men. Mm-hmm. So he even takes the one guy with the, the other bodyguard and yes. says, take him upstairs, you know, right. like, and, you know, he gets taken care of eventually. So, exactly. Yeah. And, and and I guess, I guess the, these like hoods are just no match for these, for these girls because like they, they they're are Charlie's angels. I know they're, they're, they're just there. They're badass. They're, they're total badass. Pretty awesome. Yeah. But, but yeah, then, uh. Then we see the hotel. He's staying at like the Plaza Hotel. Yep. Like he's got the presidential suite. You know, <laughs> just got out of prison, yes. and he's he's got the presidential suite at the Plaza Hotel. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's, I, there's a yeah, lot of money in drugs. Yeah, you know, he, he wasn't reformed. No, he even says that though in the movie. He's like, yeah. "Well, I'm a reformed man," <laughs> or something like that. It's really funny. But uh, you see, Lawrence Fishburne, Larry, sorry, uh-huh. he shows up with his gang, and uh, it's like confronting him. And and you don't know what's gonna happen, and then they start laughing and uh, hug, and uh-huh. they're all happy. They're they're at all. They they were the gang together before. Yes. And now they're back together. Yes. So. And Christopher has some truly excellent dancing in this sequence, um, because when they they kind of yeah. reveal that, that that these guys are with him, um, they all start hugging, and then Christopher Walken starts doing the running man uh-huh. like or the robocop or whatever yeah, that is yeah. like in the in the it's, middle of this throng it's the walk in it is the it, it's exactly <laughs> there's no way else to describe it his <laughs> arms are kind of out yes like, like poking around and his hips are moving and there's some charleston in there yeah it's, i mean uh, and he it, does a spin and a kick and oh, looks like yeah. a johnny carson thing it's, <laughs> it's the walk in <laughs> It's his it's, head goes to the left at yeah. one point, <laughs> and he's grinning through the whole thing. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. It's awesome. It is. <laughs> <laughs> 
And and it's stupid looking too, actually, <laughs> which right. is what's so great about it. Because exactly. like because like Larry Fishburne and Giancarlo Esposito and the other dudes are you all know just like dancing. They're, yeah, you know they got some moves exactly. Come on. And and but but they think Christopher's all right because they're just watching him do this thing, and uh-huh. it's like, oh man, I I like. This this is a this is a gang unlike you've ever seen yeah. in, in this kind of movie. Yeah, and I love Lawrence Fishburne's character trait as he likes root beer. I guess yes, he drinks soda. He drinks a lot of soda. Yeah, <laughs> he's always asking for it. He always wants it. Right. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> I know. I like it a lot, and I love his uh, his his awesome like late '80s rope chain that he's wearing. Oh yeah, there you go. Um, with the derby <laughs> on top and the uh, it's it's like this. You're watching UMTV raps whenever whenever Larry Fishburne walks. It's in. pretty good. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> so now they're gonna take over. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is this when we see? What happened? There's a couple like meetings here. This is kind of a slower part of the movie, right? They, they you start introducing all the different characters and yep. the pieces that are in play, I guess, because they have to send Joey D'Alessio, played by Paul Calderon, out to the other like crime bosses in the city to mm-hmm. like let them know that Frank is back and they want to make deals. Yeah, and they go to Artie Clay's, and you know, like D'Alessio delivers the message, and Clay's not hearing it, mm-hmm. and he tells he says. He makes some comments about uh, Frank b- not being his kind of guy or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and that the, the old arrangements are, are going to stay the way they were. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Frank and the guys show up at the place. Yeah, and uh, Frank tries to get in to play blackjack with them. Yeah. And they don't want him to, but he's like, no, I'm playing. Mm-hmm. And he, they don't even play. He just kind of throws some cards down. Yeah. And is like, here's the deal. You know, if you play blackjack... <laughs> I'm in on it. Uh-huh. Like, and uh, he gets some lip from the leader there. And then Walken just turns around and shoots him about 14 times. And he, like, <laughs> keeps stopping. And then he'll say something to the other people and then shoot the guy again. Yeah. And he, like, is, like, forcing his gun at him yes. when he shoots. It's not like he's standing there still. He's, like, ragefully uh-huh. just shooting at this. Like, he's forcing his gun towards him to make the bullet go faster, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing, but he is pissed. <laughs> this 9mm <laughs> is an extension of his fist. Yeah. He's you know, punching the bullets at him. He is. And and the bullets act as, like, commas for what he's saying. Right, yeah. It, mm-hmm. It's, um... <laughs> and, and, and Christopher, like, throughout this whole movie... Now, we, we've seen him do kind of uh, unstable people many times. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's one of his things. And and now, of course, in present day, people are kind of using him as a, uh, almost as a caricature of himself. Mm-hmm. But this yeah. is this is a time where he was to be taken seriously. And he was still, uh, I mean, he was he is and was a truly great actor. He is great. And when you watch him in these scenes of just the violence that's, that's in him at all times... And even when, almost especially when he's smiling, is when he's really at his scariest. Mm-hmm. Because in this scene, too, he is grinning throughout the whole thing. And he keeps, like you said, he keeps walking away. And then he keeps coming back to, like, fire one more bullet into this mm-hmm. guy. They're showing all of this. They're, 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 the, the blood is just, you know, flying yeah. around. And, like, I love the other guys in the gang because they're not, they're, they're not um, like, reacting to it whatsoever. His his own gang, yeah, or, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, and the other guys in the room are kind of frozen in fear, but uh, like Artie Clay's gang, but but his gang is just standing there, like like they've seen this all before, uh-huh. and, uh huh, and they know what Frank's like, of course, and they probably expected this. Yep, they they <laughs> knew going in that this is what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. As I watched this for the second time, I I just I can't believe Christopher Walken didn't have more starring roles in movies. Yeah, you know that's true. He's always been a supporting guy. 
this shows a guy who is as talented as Robert De Niro mm-hmm. or Al Pacino. Yeah. Um, and who can really pull off this kind of role, especially. Yeah. I mean, he was even nominated along those guys, you know, yes. in films. That's uh, right. But yeah, he never became a leading man. He became a side character yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And if he was leading, it was usually like a B-grade type thing, like he did like the prophecy and things like that, yes. like cheaper horror films that weren't right. as good. Right. But yeah, he never starred in something. It's is it because of his persona that he it just like we got to oh, sprinkle a little Christopher Walken in here. That's you know? kind of what it is. Yeah. yeah. He has such a distinctive persona that that was um a, a spice for your movie. Yeah. Instead of like like looking at this guy as I, I guess Frank is technically a three-dimensional character here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Christopher is well up to the task of pulling it off. And they, they, they tried to make him kind of a leading man after the deer hunter because he'd won the Oscar and everything. Yeah, yeah. But, um, like, Heaven's Gate was such a flop, you know, like, for critical reasons yeah. that it just kind of, like, derailed whatever, he, whatever momentum he had. Yeah. You know? That sucks. Yeah, it does. I think he... Turned out okay though. I think he did too. <laughs> he did well for himself. He, he's had a, he's had a great career. Yeah, and and I'm I'm glad that he as at least being still like he's still in movies and television. Yeah, That's definitely. Uh, so this is when we get introduced to the police force, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's David Caruso. Yep. There's Wesley Snipes, and then there's Victor Argo. Right. Victor Argo's like kind of the leader, and then Caruso and Snipes are working yeah, with them. Like they're detectives. all detectives. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wish Snipes had a little more action in this movie. So do though, I. Because I love Wesley. He's I know. amazing. He's always he's in every scene with the cops, but but like Caruso has a lot of the lines that, that yeah, would yeah. that you'd think would be in Wesley Snipes, you know. But yeah. But uh, you get introduced to them. They've been trying to get Frank White forever. Yeah. Like they got him in jail. Don't they re-arrest him in this? Yes. Movie? They re-arrest him, and he's out in less than an hour. Oh, okay. Well, no, they don't actually re-arrest him. They they just kidnap him from that from that oh, gala, yes. dude. They kidnap him. Like the cops are dirty. Yes, they're dirty before they even get dirtier later. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, and they're not dirty because of money. They're dirty because of other reasons. They're dirty because they're pissed off uh-huh. that Frank keeps one upping them. Yes, they can't beat this guy at his own game. Right. So eventually they start to play by Frank's rules. Yep. You know, which is real. That's my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. That's the best part. Like they they can't get to Frank, and so they take him out. They they're gonna beat him up a little. They show him a dead body in the trunk. So did they kill this dude? Like it, one of Frank's guys or it, something? No, or? that that, what was that, this? that guy, the guy that was in their trunk, was the dude who was in that hotel room that Larry Fishburne and Steve Buscemi shot. Tito. Yeah. So the cops brought Tito's corpse yes, in they, their own trunk. They put it in the trunk of their fucking K-car and kidnapped Christopher Walken <laughs> to bring him out under the bridge. These are great cops. These are great cops. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, I was a little confused about what that was. I was yes. Like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was good. You get a sense that these cops aren't normal cops, right? They can't get Frank. That's that's the point. Yeah. Here. They, they can't, can't get him. They can't pin anything on him. Mm-hmm. Um, like like, and it's not even that he's being too clever or whatever. I mean, he's we, we've already established these guys are gunning people down in the streets in in front of witnesses. Yeah. For whatever reason, they, they, <laughs> they just can't like make anything stick. Uh huh. But. Um, because it's such a Wild West show, like that almost makes it um, doubly confusing for everyone else. Because as we know, in any neighborhood where where there's like shit going down at all mm-hmm. times, no one's talking. Yeah. Even even if you even if there were six eyeball witnesses to an actual murder, mm-hmm. no one's saying a thing. Yeah, because then you're done. That's right. Mm-hmm. And even I think is it Janet Julian mm-hmm. who plays their she he's she's like his lawyer slash yes. love interest Frank's yes. She even says after they get Lawrence Fishburne out of the jail, like, right. 
Like, if you got evidence, prosecute. Yep. You know? Yep. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, now that, that that statement is a good statement. <laughs> yeah. Because because they're talking about, you know, the actual justice system, uh-huh. the legal system. Yep. Now, I, I said it's a good statement. It, it, it's it's a statement that defines the system that we have. Yes. And as we can see, the system that we have is broken in many places. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know that Lawrence Fishburne killed that dude. Everyone knows. You know, he's walking around telling people probably. He told the cops. Yeah. He, like 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 when 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 Wesley Snipes arrested him, uh-huh. he, he said, you know, and we got a witness this time. He goes, I don't leave any fucking witnesses. Yep. Yep. He says it. He admits a murder <laughs> right. to a cop yes. and and they can't they, they they can't keep him inside. What would have been nice is like a big fist fight between Lawrence Fishburne and Wesley Snipes. <laughs> That would have been cool. <laughs> like a Matrix style oh, fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Blade versus <laughs> yes. Morpheus. Oh, my God. I mean, that would have been. We almost get it in that train yard, but they have guns. I know. So, you oh, know. That part's so good. Uh-huh. That's the best part. Right. That's my favorite part. I keep saying it. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, where were we? So we, we met the cops. Yeah. Um. They're. They're troubled. They are. Uh, Frank's going around talking to the other gangs about taking back over and you better watch what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. Right. Uh, and it all kind of builds up to David Caruso can't get anything done, so he's going to start playing by Frank's rules. Yep. And Victor Argo was like, dude, if you do that, I'm going to take you down. That's right. Because he's not that dirty. And But all the other cops are with Caruso. They're like, we got to fucking kill this dude. Wesley Snipes and and David Caruso's brother and the other detectives yeah. are all just like, yeah, they're, they're just totally following David Caruso. And they, they're thinking, not even thinking twice about it. They walk out of that bar mm-hmm. after Victor Argo, their boss, told them specifically, don't do this. Uh-huh. And they just look at him and like Victor Argo knows what's about to go down. Uh-huh. Yep. You know. He knows. I mean, do you think he think that Caruso will follow through with that? Or does he just... I think he kind of believes him. Yeah. I think he does, because he's seen Caruso in action right. and knows what he's doing here. Right. I mean, this isn't First Blood Caruso here. This is <laughs> yeah, exactly. this is King of New York Caruso <laughs> we're right, talking dude. about. <laughs> and and, and we, we, he did... I don't know if he was there when Wesley Snipes spit in, in Larry Fishburne's face. Oh, that was good. But it... I mean, I'm sure wind of it got back. That was... No, I think he was there, because that's after Larry makes bail. That's right. Snipes gets out of the car and spits bits in his face <laughs> and Larry wipes it and starts licking it off his fingers and stuff, which he, is disgusting, he, but it's such a fuck you to Wesley Snipes. Of course. Like, I don't care. I will eat your shit. I own you. It's, you know, usually in that situation, someone hits somebody and there's yeah, blood and uh-huh. then they, they, they take it off their lip and taste it and smile. In this case, it's saliva. Yeah. That's way worse. It's disgusting. It's someone else's spit and he is tasting it like just like savoring it like I got some cop spit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've never seen that anywhere else in it's another It's pretty movie. gross. Yeah, it is. And then the other guy who was arrested also. Yeah. Who's that, uh, he, he shows him his ass like, kiss my ass. Exactly. It's really funny. <laughs> Pulls his pants down. Yeah, pull up, pulls his pants down, shows him his bare ass. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> he's laughing the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah. It. And Janet Julian has to kind of like, okay, get out of here. Yeah, yeah that, uh, that's stop, that, stop it. That's come too on, far. Go. Right. <laughs> All right, boys, come on. Yes. Just taking the children back. And and earlier, when, when we first were introduced to Janet Julian, it was it was in the subway. Uh, well, actually, it was at that gala where, where Frank was, was yes. abducted. Where he says that. He wants to take her to a subway. Yes. Okay. And when he takes her to the subway, like it, th- this subway, like 
it, it looks like it used to, first of all. Um, <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's, it's pretty scuzzy. Mm-hmm. And a very young Harold Perrineau walks in with these two other dudes. Mm-hmm. And they are gonna like you know hold up Frank because it's it's two people who look like they're they're kind of fancily dressed yeah. and and you know they're and Frank just like they have a knife they have a knife they've got a knife like, yeah and and Frank just like reveals that he's got a nine millimeter stuffed into his belt and then in a really totally unexpected move for these dudes mm-hmm. Frank gets out his whole wad of cash and throws it at him yeah. and says I got work for you guys. Yeah. Come to the Plaza Hotel tomorrow and, you know. Ask for Frank. Ask for Frank. Yeah. And then we see Harold Perrineau later in the movie hanging around. Yep. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I love that. It shows how powerful this man really is. (sighs) He didn't even have to brandish his gun. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even say anything about his gun. Nope. It it just, you can just see it. Right. Which I know he's aware that they all see his gun. Yes. And the guys kind of like back up like, oh. Yep. This guy's packing. We right. might not want to fuck with him. Right, right. And then he throws him the money, which is totally <laughs> unexpected, like you said. Yes. It's great. It's, it's, a, it's really, a really cool move. It it shows, I already said, how powerful this guy is. Yeah. And how unafraid he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good scene. I mean, I guess- I if, could do without, like, the breast fondling and stuff. What but, yeah. was that? I have no clue. The, the, uh, it's the 1990s, yeah, I guess? Yeah, yeah. The early 90s? It, it's 1990s, so, you it's know. It's an action crime drama right. from the early 90s. There's got to yeah. be breasts and gross things going and, on. Like, yeah, I don't know. And he's like, he's <laughs> just like taking the dress apart and kind of like, like, Putting her on display, even though there's no one else around, it's it's a it's a very bizarre, it's a weird. I mean, move. people are into public sex. I get it, but yeah, yeah. The movie, I don't need to see all that. I guess <laughs> yes, I don't I know. Mean, I mean, unless I'm watching a documentary about the people who are into public sex, I don't need it in my movie, probably. But yeah, right. Anyway, <laughs> just a little thing. It's not yeah, a big deal. Exactly. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah. So like. Meanwhile, throughout throughout the other stuff, whenever Frank's going around talking to other gang uh, gang leaders and everything, what mm-hmm. also is happening is like his philanthropy. Yeah, yeah. You know? So we learn all about his thought process and yeah. things. Yeah. Um, even though he's like spent half his life in prison, uh, part of the other st- stuff that he's trying to do, I guess, is kind of restore like the really uh, terrible parts of Harlem. You know, right? And he, South he's Bronx and stuff. talking about the, getting a new hospital. Like, yeah, we need a hospital. A quality hospital in this borough here. Yeah. Why should only the rich people get quality health care? Right. You know, he is... And even at the end of the movie, when he's talking to Victor Argo, mm-hmm. he's like, I've done more for this city than you've done in your entire life. Like, I've taken out uh, Tito, who runs underage girls. Right. I've taken out whoever who does this right. with drugs to kids. I don't do that. I've taken out these snakes for yes, you. Yes, of course. I've done more to protect this city than you have. <laughs> I'm a better police force than you've ever been. Yes, yes, you know? right. It's a case for the mafia too. You know, of course, like that's, that's how it goes. I know they're 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 they're, ten- they're their justice is swifter than the regular cops. Certainly, yes, it doesn't follow the same rules. Right, but you could argue it works slightly better. <laughs> That, Which, that's, I mean, it's, that's the, the, it's the eternal push and pull right, of this it's like, whole well, thing. What, where do you go? Right, and 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 who who gets to be the judge? Who, <laughs> yeah. who gets to do this? I mean, like, if it truly was a Robin Hood situation, yeah, you know, with, with Frank White in Harlem, then yeah, it would be paradise. But when Jimmy is bailed out, you realize the price. Uh-huh. I mean, like, like Jimmy committed a murder. He's committed five murders by the time he gets arrested in the chicken place. Yep, we, we've seen him do it. I love that scene. And and him walking into that that restaurant and saying what he wants yeah. and and like you know oh wow it's really good and and he even does and a Robin Hood thing with the, was, with the change I was gonna say that yeah. he also was kind of on the same page as Frank like yeah. 
the kids are playing at the, the video games without any money, and the, the guy working the counter is like, get the, get away from there. You're not even playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lawrence Fishburne's like, just let them play. You know, they're not doing anything wrong. Right. He's like, they don't got any money. So he, he goes over there and gives them all, like, I don't know, 20 quarters each. Sure. He's got he's got that many quarters on him. <laughs> 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 Which is really funny after right. you think about it, but he gives them all this money. Uh-huh. Just go play, go play. And he gives the old yeah. lady who's with him like some cash. I think money. he gives her a hundred dollar bill. Yeah, and says here, take this. Right, you know, I'll I'll buy your food. Take this. Yeah, yeah. And she's ex- she's happy to see it, and right. the kids are ecstatic. You know. And then Caruso and the boys jump in and take him down, <laughs> which is pretty good. It is good, um, but like, they like barge in and like. Have Uzis and I know. Water. Like it's like one guy runs through the back of the kitchen. <laughs> it's Wesley Snipes who does that. Yes, yeah, yes, he yes. comes in through the back, and it, and it truly is like a gangland abduction, mm-hmm. like by these cops. Mm-hmm. And this is just taking them to jail, right? <laughs> right. They're, 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 exactly. Yeah, this is the arrest. Well, I think they do it because they know this guy will start shooting at the first sign of anything. That's true. Like they get. I think Caruso gets behind him and like tackles him into the counter without him even aware of it. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, I mean, Larry Fishburne is is a dangerous guy in this movie, and yeah. in, and in real life, if this dude existed, yeah, he, he'd not be someone who you'd be subtle with. You'd have to probably tackle him and have full SWAT gear on you at the time. Yep. But I mean, look, Frank might build hospitals and create jobs and kind of be uh, someone who protects the neighborhood and everything. But we, our 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 education tells us that he's still a menace. Yeah. You know. Um. Regardless of of what he, of of the good that he does, I would prefer a world without him doing this. Me too. You know, if someone could could accomplish the things he accomplishes w- without also like the fear of death hanging over you at every turn, yep, then that would be a great thing. But wh- who's to say that that he's not going to like lead all the like the little kids who are playing the arcade games? I mean, yeah. like th- their their fate under Frank's rule is Larry Fishburne. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's a, a big philosophical question totally. that the, the movie brings up, yes. which is good, which makes it... It's one of the things I said that it does special compared to some other movies right. that are similar. Right. Like, uh, it really puts a pin on that and mm-hmm. says, look at this. Yes. You know, think about it. And it doesn't glamorize the crime, Mm-mm. really, at all. No. Um, it, it, it just shows you what it is, and it asks you to, to think about these mm-hmm. things. So, what happens now is Caruso, uh, I guess he's going to make his move. Yeah. And we don't know this. We think another gang has come to sell drugs to Frank because mm-hmm. that's going on through this whole hospital thing. Right. He's going to buy a bunch of drugs from this one guy who needs to unload it. I think it's the guy who fil- shows old horror films. Yeah. That, that <laughs> he's dude. showing Nosferatu. Right. Yeah. Like, and he's, oh, he's like, wow. come come back later. I'm showing Frankenstein. <laughs> he's got so- his own <laughs> little theater and he's screening Nosferatu. Yes. It's awesome. It's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so... Anyway, the, the deal's going down here, I guess. They're uh-huh. they're at their hideout, like, just hanging out, you know, doing whatever. <laughs> and so the deal starts to happen, and then uh, it changes. Uh, it doesn't happen, like, in your face. Like, it's not like they're in Christopher Walken's face and they pull out a gun. Right. It's like they kind of sneak attack them, you know? Uh, Joey, the guy who's been kind of hit the... the the delivery, the, the message, messenger guy, the messenger mm-hmm. guy for uh-huh. Frank, like he's he's one of Frank's top guys. I'm assuming to yes. trust him with speaking on my behalf. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a lot of trust there. It so is. Joey has turned on him. I guess Caruso and Snipes and stuff had had got him to turn. Yes. So, and, but we don't know this yet. We just know Joey has turned with this other person. Right. And uh, then an attack happens, an assault on their little compound here, and it's a it's an all out you know machine gun fight. <laughs> 
lots of blood, lots of bullets. It's just and that lots of music playing. Oh man. I love that song. Yeah, it's I really know. awesome. <laughs> the music I don't know stop. that song though. I, I it's really good though. I, I looked at the soundtrack. The dude was I think his name was Schooly D. Schooly D. Yeah, which I, who I'd never heard of. Yeah, but, but you know, <laughs> whatever. It was great. <laughs> but yeah, then uh, every it, it's. It's raining bullets here. Yep. And this is where we, we see the bodyguard gets hit, you know, pulls a Ronald Reagan. Yes. And, and does that. <laughs> she and, gets right in front of him. Yeah. And like just, in, and oh, wow, it's he great. He gets in that car. Yep. No, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's, it's an all out gunfight. Everyone's dying, you know, and they, they, they end up out in the street and it's a car chase now. At this point. We realize, oh, David Caruso's driving the car, and Wesley Snipes is firing machine guns at Frank. Because during the gun battle, yeah. we, we didn't see the the cops' faces. They had like bandanas on. Yeah, you and, think like, it's you a, know, a rival gang? Yeah, they, they they look like a rival gang. They, their their faces are covered. They have hats on, and then, um, like when when the car chase starts to go down, like Caruso's bandana falls off of his face. Mm-hmm. Do you, it's great. <laughs> it is. I love good. it. It's 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 a really well. I mean, like mm-hmm. when you can do action really well. I mm-hmm. think that's the mark of a, of a really good filmmaker because I've said it before how bored I am with action scenes, particularly yeah. car chases. Yeah. Like, I, if, if it goes on, what, what, even if it's for two minutes, I'm just like, I don't need this. I'm just going to wait until the, the, the acting comes back. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> but in this case, like, you, you are just totally invested because uh, before the even car chase gets started, the cops lose one of their guys because... One, the, oh. the, the little brother of David Caruso yes. like like tried to get into Frank's limo and Larry Fishburne has him and is like thinking he's one of their guys so he's trying to help him in mm-hmm. and then the, the the hood comes off he yep. sees it's a cop and he just takes this dude and lets him get his head busted on the oh. on the fire hydrant he gets t-boned into a fire hydrant oh. Uh, oh. and oh the the way the movie shows it like it's not gruesome or bloody right. or gory but the the dummy or whatever that stuck yes. it's stuck to the fire hydrant Ugh. like like one of the prongs on the side has like gone through him or something oh my like god like he's smashed into this this guy's dead right exactly he's not on the ground he's still part of this fire hydrant oh yeah, yeah. He, he's he's now a part of this thing <laughs> yeah water spraying out of his hose oh, I mean, oh my god <laughs> it's really really the most gruesome way to die you can think of death by fire hydrant yes <laughs> <laughs> so so the chase keeps going on and then it it becomes just like Caruso and Snipes like chasing Larry Fishburne. Yeah. Uh I guess Frank has escaped somewhere else. What what how did Frank well, they, get out? Like because like when the, the so the, the cars are, are are going over the I guess it's like the the one of the bridges. Um like it it's like the Brooklyn Bridge they're going over and and yeah. they're they're like ramming each other and yes. everything all that stuff and then um like the 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 Frank's car decides to like, you know, pull a swerve or whatever. Uh-huh. And the cops don't know where he is. And then the limo comes over and like T-bones Caruso's car. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And I think that's when Christopher Walken and Larry Fishburne like both get out and they run split opposite up. ways. Yeah. And both of the cops go after Larry Fishburne. Mm-hmm. And Wesley Snipes is chasing him down. And uh, they end up in this um, like. They're like under under the bridge. Yes. Uh and it's a it's a cat and mouse game, right? It's this is my favorite part. Okay. I love it. Yeah, it's so good because Caruso's not here yet. Uh, I guess he's still back. He somewhere. hasn't caught up. Right. Snipes has been chasing Fishburne on foot, and uh, Fishburne goes under the bridge. Wesley Snipes is following him, and he start he's like calling him out, like, "Hey, come on, yep, show yourself, right? You know, I know you're here." And he's tiptoeing around trying to find him. 
It's very tense. Yeah. Because you know Larry Fishburne is probably waiting there to do something horrible to Wesley Snipes. Of course. Not even just shoot him. Like, you don't know what to expect. He could jump out with a pipe and split his head open. Yeah, I mean, something unthinkable. Something bad's going to happen. Right. And it's, it's great direction here, mm-hmm. too. This is awesome. Uh, and it turns out Larry Fishburne's, like, hiding in, like, a, a boxcar or something, and Snipes is on <laughs> one side, and you see his feet come down from the other. Larry Fishburne comes out, and he's waiting behind it, and you know he's there because yeah. you can see his feet. And Snipes is, like, sneaking around the side, and right when he goes around the corner, just he gets blasted <laughs> by Fishburne. Yes. It's awesome. It is It is great. really well done. And then uh, do they have a little shootout? Like well, they, they, they firing start, at each other, or they they start grappling. Okay, and um and that and that's when 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 it looks like Wesley Snipes has the upper hand because he's got his he's got his hands around Larry Fishburne's neck, mm-hmm. and it yes, looks like he's yes, strangling yes, yes. him. Uh, that's when Fishburne puts his gun up against Larry's chest yeah. or, or Wesley Snipes' chest, and I think he knows he's wearing a vest at the time. Yeah, so he has to like really press hard to get uh-huh. it through that Kevlar, and he does, mm-hmm. and. Wesley Snipes, his strength is such that he can strangle you and keep the grip while he's dying, yeah. which is what Wesley yeah. Snipes would do in real life, by the way, because <laughs> yes. he's that fucking strong. I think he's done that several times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and Tax finally, collector shows up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just make him strangle him. <laughs> he almost didn't get imprisoned over that thing, you know, because <laughs> he just did karate and almost got out of it. Larry's been wounded through this fight. And he's kind of nursing himself, and that's when David Caruso shows up. Yeah, uh, you, you hear some gunfire come from the side, and yep. Fishburne starts... He gets shot about ten times right. by Caruso. Right. Uh, and Caruso... Fishburne falls down, and he's, like, screaming mm-hmm. and laughing. He's acting like a clown I still. Know. That got shot. Yeah. He's yelling, oh, it hurts! It fucking hurts! <laughs> of course it hurts, man. <laughs> and, and that's the first time I'd seen that in a movie, actually. Did, didn't we talk about that before? Like... It's rare when you see someone say like, "Oh my god, that it hurts so bad." Like it was talking a about show the pain. Too. That's right. Oh. Yes, and it was. It was. Yeah. When uh, when Daryl Hannah's sister says, uh, yes, yes. like like you know, oh, this really hurts. Oh, when the blob is eating her. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, and, and it really oh, it makes you feel it exactly. Yeah. And Larry Fishburne, <laughs> three years later, brought it back. He was just yeah. like, you know what? He must be a huge fan. <laughs> exactly. Of Daryl Hannah's sister. <laughs> Right, dude. Or the raft. <laughs> I bet he's, <laughs> which is one of my favorites. I bet his character, particular segment, is one of his favorites. Like that's yeah, yeah, Jimmy's right. favorite yeah. movie. <laughs> yes. Maybe they screen it at that. Like, yes, that one, of uh, course. Yeah. It, down at that place in Chinatown, <laughs> yeah, you can go did. to Get Nosferatu, Universal Monsters, and Creepshow Two. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Caruso starts to you know like help Wesley Snipes. He's like, oh, yeah. don't, you're going to be fine. You got your vest. And he opens it. No, he's going to die, man. There's a right. gunshot through the chest. Yes. Right in the heart, man. And he dies in his arms, I guess. And it's, um, it's a, it's a strangely emotional moment actually, yeah. because like, like it's not just a thing where, where your, your buddy's dying and it's like, oh, don't go, man. He's like, David Caruso is, is starting to cry. And he, he says he loves him. He says, he, he says, I love you, Tommy. Yeah. And, and he kisses him on the lips. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was an unexpectedly beautiful moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was just like, wow, this is here. And, uh, you know, the, the grief drops pretty quickly when he yeah. realizes Wesley's gone. Turns to rage. It turns to rage. And he goes over to Larry Fishburne, who is a dying man at He's this time. cackling like a hyena. But still laughing. Yeah. You know? And uh, <laughs> he puts an end to that. He puts one between the eyes yep. real quick, yep. too. He's just like, he's not there making him feel it or nope. savor it. He's just like, 
this is done. Yep. Boom. Doesn't talk any he trash. He doesn't say anything. Nope. Nothing. Right. Just walks over. You're dead. Right. Good touch. It, it's great yeah. because that's how you do. Okay. You just. You that's just what kill, you would do. You, you killed my best friend. Yeah. You know, you're done. I like it. It's my favorite part of the movie. Yep. And then right after it, I really like what happens to Caruso, too. <laughs> Wow. It's good. Oh my god! It's good and it's unexpected. I know. It's the house of the devil, man. It's the Greta Gerwig. You're death. right. You're right. It's it is awesome. This is, it is totally. <laughs> so he's at the funeral for Wesley Snipes, which I'd never want to say funeral for Wesley Snipes again no in my way, life, dude. That, that, That'll be a day, not in our life. That would suck. Exactly. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he goes to his car because he's pissed and he can't stand it, and he's in the car at the funeral, and uh, a limo pulls up, and you're like, oh great, that looks like death coming. Yep. Because uh, we know limo doesn't mean good things in this movie now. No, no. <laughs> so, it pulls up, the window rolls down, and a shotgun blasts immediately. No buildup, nothing. No, hey, Caruso, fuck you. Right. Nothing like that. Right. Just window down, shotgun. And then you see it's Frank White. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Caruso's head explodes. Oh, yeah. Blood everywhere. Because Frank shoots him from about, you know, two feet away. Yeah. And he's... It, it, like it, it's a shotgun, but it's like one of those old time like blunderbusses. You know, it's yes. got like one bullet in it's, it in the two chambers. It sprays. Yes. Yeah. And he just, you know, like yeah, his head is gone. He's got fifty holes in his head. Yep. Yeah. From, from two bullets. Yeah. And like the the other cops, there's a ton of police, of course, there because it's a police funeral, and there's a ton of black cars all over the place, including hearses and limousines. And so when when a black when another black limousine pulls up, no one thinks anything of it. They don't think, oh, this couldn't be Frank White and his gang. Yeah, you know they wouldn't show. They wouldn't be this, you know, like show this much moxie by showing up to a, a police funeral. Mm-hmm. But sure enough, they do. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, another person is gunned down in broad daylight, mm-hmm. and they get away. Yep. How do they get away? Well, because like the 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 shot rings out. It's just the one time he pulls the trigger one time, and then immediately they hit the gas. And, yeah. you know, no one thought anything of it because they weren't driving fast when they came into the to the funeral right. area. Yeah. Uh, it's only when they, you know, all of a sudden there it is. Yep. The tires squeal. I'm sure they have a getaway plan. Oh, you absolutely. Know. <laughs> you know, and, and, and when they do get away, that that's when uh, Frank goes back to his hideout and they've cornered uh, Joey. Yeah, they've got Joey, yeah. the, the messenger, yep. the, the voice of Frank who had turned on him. Right. And uh, they got him in a basement holding him. They're questioning him. Who did this? Why did you do this? Yeah. Is, which is what Frank actually... Ultimately, he just wants to know why. Mm-hmm. It happened. He doesn't care. Right. But he turned on him. He wants to know why. And it, he ends up just saying it's because of the money. Yeah. He's giving him some bullshit before this saying, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know this was going to happen. It was supposed to be this. No. And then he, he admits like, yeah, I did it for the money. Right. And then Frank... I forget the exact line, but it's really, really good, and it's basically kill him. The, like Giancarlo Esposito said, he's got it on him. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the money. Bury him with Bury it. Bury him yeah. with it. Yeah. That's the line. Yes, it's so good. It, it's it's a very principled way to kill this guy. Uh-huh. It's like, well, you have your money, uh-huh. and now you're dead. <laughs> You'll get to keep your money. Exactly. Aren't you happy? I hope it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, oh, it's such a good line. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I, I, it's, it's a weird, it's, it's a, it's a cool scene and it's, and it's kind of, um, another thing that's unexpected because like, I wish that more crime bosses would ask these questions. Yeah. You know, like, like, why did you do this to me? 
Mm-hmm. Just, just, I mean, we, we all know what your fate is going to be, but I just want to know, for my own edification, mm-hmm. why did, why did you turn coat? Mm-hmm. And I mean, we know the answer is probably going to be money. Yeah. But there might be something else. Maybe there was some passionate relationship that was going maybe on. I, I just want to know. Maybe I did something wrong yeah. that you didn't like. Exactly. Yeah. Help me with my management skills here. Yes. Yeah. Right. I, I, this, this is, is on... your exit interview. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let, let, let's work this out. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. How can I make this better so no one turns on me again? Okay. Well, I guess I'll just have to kill you. So movie you and anyway, bosses, but, yeah. like, 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 t- take a take a lesson Learn from a Frank lesson. White. Yeah. yeah, Frank White, good man. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they don't show him die though. Like you hear a gunshot ring out. Yeah. Once, um, you know, Christopher Walken's going away to go somewhere. I guess. Right. I think he's heads he heads toward. Uh, I keep wanting to say Vito Russo, <laughs> Victor Argo. <laughs> Vito Russo as Detective Bishop. <laughs> it's the Victor and the Vito. I mean, it keeps right. coming up. <laughs> God, that'd be awesome. He was still kicking at this he time. He was. Though. He was still around. Mm-hmm. He could have started in a novel for our film. <laughs> he could have. He's got a good look. Of course. I mean, he's got that yeah. mustache. He, he would have he been dynamite in these roles. No doubt. Anyway, so <laughs> Frank goes to Victor Argo's apartment. Yeah. Uh, we, we see Victor Argo coming back to his apartment. We're following him, and uh, he opens the door, and Frank's there in the dark waiting for him, just yep. sitting. And <laughs> it's a big surprise to Victor Argo. He's like, oh, wow. I can't believe he's here. <laughs> right. Um, we already know all about his philanthropy, like you said. Mm-hmm. He's, he's even told people, like, you know, I just need a year to sort things out. Yeah. You know, I guess make some money. And then he'll make a political move or something and become yes. mayor, he's he's said before. Right. Not really even joking about it. Like he it's actually maybe an aspiration of his to True. to do something good and stop doing crime like this. Which who knows if he would, but Right. And it would make him kind of like untouchable at that point, too, yeah. for the cops. Yeah. You know. So he comes in and starts saying all these things I've already mentioned, like, you know, you guys have done shit for the city. I've provided all kinds of stuff for people. I've I've killed the worst people in this town yep. that you couldn't do shit about, right. you know. Uh and he's basically throwing shit in his face saying mm-hmm. fuck you. You know, I'm I'm what the town needs. Yeah. Not you. Right. And and come and get me. You know, if you want to, come get me. In an uncivilized way, he's completely correct. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as we've talked about, you know, like yeah, yep. th- this this as long as we were all safe. Mhm. And, and and Frank could make those guarantees that mm-hmm. that, that this mm-hmm. crime will never come to your doorstep, and um, you know <laughs> we, we we will have this utopia. Then I'm willing to follow him, but we can't. That's just not how it goes. Yeah, he says I took out these other guys because they were running the city into the ground. Yeah, that's not what Frank's gonna do. And he says I'm not your problem. He's talking about the drugs. Yeah, these people are addicted. They want these things. Yeah, I'm just I'm providing them these things. He's like, I'm not the problem. I'm just the businessman, <laughs> which is a good line. I like it a lot. <laughs> it is, and I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard an argument. I've heard similar arguments before too about like you know that that it's it's truly just you are it's supply and demand. Yeah. Um. Yep. And and there is a demand for this service, and I'm providing it. Yep. <laughs> uh. It, it, it technically they're right. Yeah. Technically speaking, they're right. Yes. Uh. Which is why the movies pretty good yeah of course the moral ambiguity here yes and and with victor argo the only unfortunate part about this scene is that it doesn't give in my opinion victor argo enough of an argument against what frank is saying 
Yeah, he doesn't really say anything. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. He just he just asks him what you know, like kind of what gives you the right to 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 make these sweeping statements of you know that 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 you would be judge, jury, and executioner of of every situation in the city. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's it's like when you can only offer like legal and moral platitudes, you know, t- toward toward the the argument that that uh, what Frank is doing is helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's a little bit troublesome mm-hmm. because, like, I, I, I wish that, that someone could make an eloquent argument to Frank yeah. and, and say, look, you, you're dead wrong in what you're saying. <laughs> I agree with you philosophically here, and I want to do good, too, but let's work together. Yeah. Let, 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 let's take, you know, um, you need to, to be accountable for what you've done. All these murders mm-hmm. you've committed, take that money and put it into a trust somewhere, mm-hmm. and I'm taking you down. Mm-hmm. So the money will go and do the good things that you want to do, but you're coming with me mm-hmm. because you're a criminal, you know? Right, and not even pointing out the the hypocrisy of it all. Like, mm-hmm. you're protecting people by hurting people? Yeah. Like, yeah. How does that make sense? Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, who, who, who knows who, yeah. who you're going to kill next? Right. I mean, like, like, and, and you, your, your gang, I mean, like, I'm sorry, Larry Fishburne's out of control. He's got to go down, too, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. It's a good scene. It is. And then it, it, <laughs> it uh, Frank... Handcuffs him to a chair and leaves, and then uh, uh, Victor Argo gets a gun out and shoots the handcuffs off, which right. I, I, was cool. Yeah, that's a cool. I, move. I like that. He's just like blam, <laughs> and then he goes after him. And uh-huh. then there's a a shootout on the subway, kind of. Yeah, not really a shootout. It's a standoff. It's a standoff, right? Uh, he follows him onto the subway, and he's like, Frank, you know, you can't do this. You got to come with me, you know. And then uh, Frank holds a hostage. So that he can't be shot, and then he shoots Victor Argo about five times. Yeah. Uh, after they have some words, they keep the conversation kind of going, mm-hmm. and then Victor Argo gets one shot off, and you don't see if it hits or not, right. but you just see Christopher walking, walking, walking off the train. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes up the steps, and it's a nice little long shot of him going up out of the subway. He's walking slowly, he's kind and his of, coat is is his closed. Coat's closed, and you right. can't tell. It's really good acting for Christopher Walken because mm-hmm. you can't tell that he's shot, no, or if he's just trying to be inconspicuous. Yeah, that's kind of looks yeah. like he's trying to hide in plain sight. Yeah, and, and he, yeah, he's not staggering around. Yeah, and, and there's there's not a bunch of blood everywhere, mm-hmm. and, and he's just, uh, yeah, it's it, you're right. It's a good piece of acting. Yeah. So then he gets up to the surface on the street level, and he gets in a cab, and uh, then you see he has a, a wound in right. his abdomen, and. The cab driver sees him in the back seat and is like, oh, shit. And all these cops are surrounding the street. Yes. Like, everything is surrounded by cops now because he just shot this dude on the subway. You right. Know? And for once, someone said something, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> someone did something. Got right. cops. <laughs> yeah. Someone saw something and said something. Yeah. It's a very public place. I mean, they've done this on the street before. Yes. But, you know, it's two in the morning. Right. And it's in some place where no one cares. So, <laughs> right. But you're in the subway here in Times Square. Some people might care. I guess. I don't know. But yeah, then he gets surrounded and the cops come up and he dies in the car from the wound. There's no justice done for mm-hmm. for what he's done, uh, but he just dies. And you, there's a good shot of just the gun he's holding, kind of his hand falls to the seat. Yes. And it's a close-up of the hand landing with the gun in it. And right. I think that's the last shot, just the hand with the gun falling. It is. It's really nice. I like it. It's a good ending. Right. And you, you, you know that for Frank, there's no getting out of this. Either he's going to die in that cab. Right. Or they're going to take him in. I thought he was going to go down shooting mm-hmm. uh, but or kill himself, right. one of the two. Right. But I don't know why he would kill himself because he's never 
He's never presented us with anything that would make us feel like he would do something like that. He That's would either true. go down in a blaze of bullets or or go back to jail and then get out again and keep running things. Right. One of the two things. Right. He wouldn't give up. Um, and, and it's it's kind of the, the only way you could end his story is to just have him like die of a of a gunshot wound where he's sitting and you know, like the I think the last thing he'd want is for the cops to win, of course. So, you know, him yeah. him perishing this way is probably the only way he can really defeat I the situation. I never even thought about that. Yeah. That he would want the cops to be victorious. Right. Because they would do the right thing for people, hopefully. You know, unless Caruso's running around still. Well, I <laughs> know. He's not. But, but... With, like, Victor Argo was the moral center of it, and yeah. you just killed him on the subway. Yep. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he was pretty dirty already. He was dirty. Oh, yeah. but, but he, I mean, like, like he should have done more to stop Wesley Snipes and David Caruso. Like, like he should have known. Yeah. he that... shouldn't have just said, hey. Don't do that. Exactly. Glug, glug, glug. Yes. You know? <laughs> Let me finish my beer. And, and like, and there was that other dude who was with him. Um, yeah. Like, he's not doing anything. He's a high up cop and he, he's not helping anything. And right. Like, yeah. V- Victor Argo should have just like put these guys heads together. Like Where's the three internal stooges? affairs. Right. Exactly. Let's get them on the case. <laughs> well, He knows if he calls them, then he's under investigation. Well, too, exactly. And he's got a lot of dirt. That's true. He's got a lot of skeletons in his closet. True. I mean, he's got drug lords in his trunk. I mean, yes, you're guys. right. You're right. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that important detail. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's the end of the movie. Right. Any, anything else, Dave? Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the only other thing I wanted to just like mention um, both Abel Ferrara at uh, his career he made Bad Lieutenant after this, yes. which is uh, probably one of the best movies of the 1990s. Yes. Um, but before that, I think his debut movie was a movie called The Driller Killer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, from 1978. He did do that. <laughs> and he wrote and directed it. And when I was watching it on Shudder, like mm-hmm. a couple months ago, I had never seen it before, but it was on the Video Nasties list. I'm like, I got to check this out. Yes, it was, you know? actually, yeah. Um, th- there's this dude who's like is the lead in the film. And he looks really scummy and he looks kind of like, man, who is this this gross dude? Mm-hmm. And then I found out it was Abel Ferreira. It was? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Yep. Um, and the other thing, too, is just like I, uh, Victor Argo, we were talking about before he went on the air. Like he's he's been in a ton of movies uh-huh. that, that and he's never really starred in any of them. This is probably his biggest on screen role. Mm-hmm. But the one that I remember him most for is in Taxi Driver. He's the uh, the Puerto Rican guy who's running the, the grocery store. And Travis comes in and, and kills that dude. Really? Who, who, who had like hit the store four times. And he tells Travis, oh, it's all right. I'll handle it. And, and you know, he's going to get rid of the body. Uh-huh. That's Victor Argo. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so would you recommend the movie, Dave? Yes, I would recommend the movie. Um, and I'd give it four stars. Four stars? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd recommend it too. Uh, I'll give it three stars. Okay. All right, so that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in Apple Podcasts, rate it, and review it. And most of all, share it. Gets more dudes listening to the dudes. So we got to expand the dude army. Mm-hmm. Get, get enlisted. Uh, if you don't use Apple Podcasts, you can find us anywhere else you get a podcast. Or go to dudesonmovies.com and you'll find anything you need right there. Yeah, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Look for Dudes on Movies. And our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Uh-huh. And uh, respond to us with your answer to the question of the week. What is the question of the week, Dave? Question of the week. What is your favorite Christopher Walken performance? There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we talked about that today. Yes. So, so you got some ideas. Right. Think about his career and give us yeah. an answer. And remember, we have a 
phone number you can call and leave us a voicemail. 304-804-DUDE. And we will play your response on our monthly listener uh, response episode we're going to start doing. That's right. uh, I think uh, next week we're going to have our first one. All the responses from January. So stay tuned for that. And stay tuned next week when we discuss 1989's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, directed by (laughs) Stephen Herrick and starring Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves. This has been a long time coming, folks. Yep. Uh, We're also going to do Bogus Journey after this. That's a sneak preview. So we're doing both (laughs) movies. We love these movies, and we've been... uh, This has been gestating since before we started the show. So uh, it's about time. (laughs) So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time.